U.S. yields and the dollar fell on optimism that the U.S. won't default by next week. Major stock indices rallied in the U.S. Now, the ADP report released yesterday surprised again on the upside, but the soft ISM data from the U.S. further boosted the bets that the Federal Reserve is preparing to skip a June rate hike and reconsider what to do in July. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the U.S. Senate approved legislation to suspend the U.S. debt ceiling through 2024, meaning that the U.S. won't default by next Monday. Woo! So those are the excellent news for this Friday. The bill now goes to our U.S. President Joe Biden, who will well, likely sign it. So U.S. yields fell and the U.S. dollar tanked yesterday on optimism that the U.S. ceiling tier is finally over. And well, despite a big beat actually on the ADP front, because U.S. economy added 278,000 new private jobs in May, according to the ADP report, versus only 170,000 expected by analysts. But challenger job cuts data revealed more than 80,000 layoffs in May, and the layoffs are up by more than 280 percent year on year. The technology layoffs jumped to the highest level since the 2000 technology bubble since the beginning of this year, actually giving some very contradictory signals to a higher jolts and solid ADP read that we had earlier this week. Now today, the official jobs data in the US is expected to print 180,000 new non-farm job additions in May, a slightly moderating wages growth and perhaps a slight uptick in the unemployment rate from 3.4 to 3.5 percent. But over the past year, the NFP print sended to well, surprise to the upside mostly and by big chunks at some months. The last time the US printed an NFP figure below the 200,000 psychological mark was back in October 2021. And over the past year, the monthly NFP average was around 327,000 jobs. Therefore, yes, seeing a softer NFP figure, falling wages growth and potentially higher unemployment rate, ideally with a higher participation rate as well, is what the Federal Reserve needs to pose hiking the interest rates. But the loosening in the U.S. jobs market well, hasn't materialized just yet, at least in the data. And although we hear now news that the AI will lead to a wave of layoffs for well, tasks that actually could be given to machines instead of humans, but for now, there are more hires due to the artificial intelligence than the contrary, as uh, the compound annual growth of generated AI could be 42%, according to uh, the latest news from Bloomberg Intelligence, and that will require some hands to still make that change happen. So even big banks open AI positions right now, and in most ambitious ones of them, well, up to 40% of roles are for AI-related positions. So the change is coming, that's for sure. The jobs landscape will likely change in the next couple of years, but in the very, very short run, we'll expect AI to well, increase hiring rather than the contrary, because, well, you can't just, you know, fire a whole bunch of people without having a guarantee that a machine or AI machine could actually do their jobs and do the job 
flawlessly. Anyway, yesterday's strong ADP report from the US was accompanied by a set of soft ISM figures. The ISM manufacturing PMI index in the US actually showed a fastening contraction in month of May and more rapidly falling new orders, although, although the employment remained in the expansion zone. Who knows why? As such, the third day retreat in the US two-year yields to around 4.35% level was certainly also driven by the soft ISM figures and not only by more clarity on the US debt ceiling resolution. Activity on Fed funds futures now hints at an increased possibility of a rate hike skip at the FOMC's June meeting. The probability of a no rate hike is now at around 74%. Now, the US dollar fell sharply at the yesterday's trading session, pushing the euro dollar back above its 23.6% Fibonacci retracement level on September to April rally. While I'm not really confident regarding the fact that we may see soft US jobs data today, a softer than expected figure or higher unemployment or lower wages growth will actually encourage a further recovery in the euro dollar. Because even though the latest inflation figures in the eurozone came in extremely and highly encouraging yesterday with the CPI's flash estimate falling to 6.1% versus 7% printed a month earlier and core CPI retreating to 5.3%, while the European Central Bank chief Christian Lagarde didn't see it as evidence of peaking inflation and actually pledged to hike the interest rates further in the eurozone. So the decidedly hawkish European Central Bank versus the rising voices hinting at a pause in the Federal Reserve's rate tightening policy in June could actually open an opportunity window actually for the euro bulls to carry the euro dollar back above its 100-day moving average, which currently stands around the 108 10 level. And well, beyond the Federal Reserve's June meeting, what will happen? Well, you know what? No one really knows. We will see that. The Federal Reserve clearly sends a message today to investors that they no longer see an urgency, an emergency in hiking the interest rates in the US while also letting investors know and guess that their job fighting inflation is not done just yet. So that's actually an interesting way of managing the market and investor expectations, you know, posing rates hikes without, however, letting the market conditions loosen to hit them back because people just got crazy dovish, right? So we will see how the whole thing works out, but we don't know yet what will happen in July. For now, the expectations are softening for June. Inequities optimism regarding the US debt ceiling deal and the falling yield sent the S&P 500 1% higher at yesterday's trading session. Nasdaq jumped around 1.30% yesterday. Now, it's important to note that, one, the US debt ceiling crisis over the past couple of months led to an accidental liquidity support for risk assets. Two, the banking crisis back in March increased the haven flows into the big technology companies. Three, the artificial intelligence craziness attracted big inflows to big tech as well. And four, the softer US yields boosted the technology stock valuations. As a result, Apple is up by around 45% since the beginning of this year. Alphabet rallied almost 50%. Microsoft and Amazon saw their stocks both going up by more than 50%, while Tesla uh, more than doubled its stock price since the start of this year. And Facebook's Meta made an impressive U-turn the stock 
prices up by 124% since the start of this year and by more than 200% since its November dip. Now I'm saying this because as a result, the major US indices like the S&P 500, for example, have been extremely, extremely biased by the big technology rally since the beginning of this year. The S&P 500, for example, is obviously a market cap weighted index, meaning that all these technology giants weighed heavy, heavy in the index. And apparently, without their contribution, without the big tech's contribution, the S&P 500 would be up by just around one and a half percent this year and would be much much more vulnerable to you know the tightening credit conditions in the us for example due to the banking stress and the banking crisis that we just saw a couple of just weeks ago and if you compare the S&P 500 to Russell 2000 index well you could clearly see that the recovery following the bank stress sell-off well hasn't been as brilliant for the small US stocks as it has been for the big US companies on the contrary the Russell 2000 index actually recorded a nice nice rally at the start of this year in tandem with the S&P 500 and that's lasted until the bank crisis. Uh, these stocks sold off along with the big stocks as well during the bank crisis, but never really recovered since then. And the letter is actually proof that investors could be simply blindsided regarding the health of the US economy if they only looked at and relied on the dynamics of the major US indices, which are actually very much influenced by what happens in the big tech. And in this respect, Macy's was one of the latest US retailers to release the first quarter results yesterday, and they were actually mixed. Sales at Macy's tumbled below pre-pandemic levels, and the company lowered its yearly forecast as well. However, Macy's actually beat the profit expectations in the first quarter of this year, which actually helped the stock to recover an initial 12% slump at yesterday's trading session. But profits fell from 286 million US dollars to 155 million US dollars compared to a year earlier. So a profit beat, yes, but on profits that almost half in a year. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipeko Skardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your interesting feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again next week and until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend.